And now, I'm delighted to introduce the uncanny coconuts. The moons to my planet, the suns to my solar system, the milky ways of my galaxy. My life without you both is like cornflakes without the milk. My masters, Coco Loco and Coco Palau. Welcome We're to the Uncanny Coconuts. Yes, welcome back to another episode. Right, what are we going to tackle today? Well, let's tackle a conspiracy theory that's very popular. That a lot of people are bringing uh, attention to it again, which we're talking that's, about. What, that's what right. Are, I think we wanted, right? yeah, we wanted like, uh, yeah, we we're looking at this video that I guess is going viral. I don't know if it's going viral, but everybody's sharing it. And it's a 60 minute episode on ufos where some navy pilots have seen some unidentified flying objects right. and reported it and it's not being disputed by the government or anyone so right. it's actually They're, making right. it to, to daylight it's, it's making it prime it's, it's being now it's mainstream prime time and 60 minutes has uh done a whole thing about it we have tackled many strange stories on 60 minutes but perhaps none like this it's the story of the u.s government's grudging acknowledgement of unidentified aerial phenomena uap more commonly known as ufos after decades of public denial the pentagon now admits there's something out there and the u.s senate wants to know what it is the Intelligence Committee has ordered the Director of National Intelligence and the Secretary of Defense to deliver a report on the mysterious sightings by next month. Wait a minute. I just wanted to make 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 a point here. The first, the title, the main title of the show is UAP, which no one, not too many people knows what the fuck UAP stands for, because now instead of putting ufos on there which everybody knows what that acronym has been for the last 65 to 75 years right. everybody knows what ufo but yet all of a sudden the government acknowledges there's something weird out there but they're not ufos they're uaps what does and that stand like, for unidentified aerial phenomenon hmm Okay, so there, you know, it's like it's like I worked. I'm I work in advertising, right? I work in marketing, and I know what it is to rebrand something. When you rebrand something, you you give it a new title, you give it a new cover, you give it new art, so to make it fresh, to make it like it's not the old stuff. This is the new stuff. Yeah, it's, is, it's not a UFO. A, it's a UAP. Right. It's a UAP. Completely different. Completely, completely different. <laughs> completely different. Almost the same, but it's better or different. You know, usually in advertising, you make so you rebrand something to because because nobody wants to buy the old shit, so they have to rebrand it to make it look fresh and new. So now all of a sudden, it, it's a new it's a new issue. It's a new new thing. It's a UAP. So that's my first beef with this with this. All right. Right. You know what I actually like about it? I like that it starts saying, uh, and this is, uh, I guess it was produced by what, Graham Messick? It starts saying that the government grudgingly acknowledges 
UAP. Yes. Yeah. I, oh, lo- I says, love the I love the way you said that. He says grudgingly, grudgingly acknowledges. What the yeah, fuck he, does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But 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 there there. I just want to point out that there's a reason. There's a reason why they using that acronym and not the F- UFO acronym. Mm, right. Okay. But you know why? Because this is a mainstream show. They have to make it rebrand. They have to rebrand the phenomenon. So this is the rebrand. So what you're telling me is that UFOs, unidentified flying objects, are real. Bill, I think we're beyond that already. The government has already stated for the record that they're real. I'm not telling you that. The United States government is telling you that. Luis Elizondo spent 20 years running military intelligence operations worldwide in Afghanistan, the Middle East, and Guantanamo. He hadn't given UFOs a second thought until 2008. That's when he was asked to join something at the Pentagon called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP. The mission of ATIP was quite simple. It was to collect and analyze information involving anomalous uh, aerial vehicles. Uh, What I guess in the vernacular you you call them UFOs. We call them UAPs. You know how this sounds. It sounds nutty, wacky. Look, Bill, I'm not not telling you that, that it doesn't sound wacky. What I'm telling you, it's real. The question is, what is it? What are its intentions? What are its capabilities? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You you you, you <laughs> see you see you know he uh, he oh you call them you call you call them UFOs we call them UAPs. Right. So you that's know. the government. That's the government that, name. That, that's them. a new. That's the new uh, government secret service uh, Pentagon classification of the new of the phenomenon of the UFOs. This is this is a way of. Of of their you know, well they're rebranding it. it. They're rebranding right, it. Right, right, right. Uh, but you know what? It, it brings up uh, the topic that we were talking about before. We were bringing this up as as uh, an episode to talk about, which is okay. If it's not a UFO, if it's not alien technology, right? Let, let's just mm-hmm. think about that for a minute. Let's right. Let's say okay, aliens don't really exist, right? Uh, there aren't aliens. We don't have UFOs are still unidentified, but they're not from extraterrestrial means. They are from terrestrial means. There are people on this earth that created that craft. Right. Well, that's a whole big fucking problem right there. There's a it's, it's, it's more problematic if another country has this technology and we don't. I mean, right. to me, that's more problematic to me because I live in my reality is really earth and current countries the the fight between technologies the fight between who's going to be the superior country in the world right and that usually that usually involves uh, you know the the technology and the money that that country has it's going to determine their power well if they're the number one power in the world number two power in the world so the u.s has always thought that they always want it to be the number one power in the world. Do, do, do does the does the government uh, want to admit that maybe do, do they w- don't want to admit that this could be a different country that has the technology and we don't? 
Well, you know. Right. Well, uh, well, here let's 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 do the math. You know, I like I like reasoning and I like thinking. Right. So let's let's do the 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 equivalent of a solution here. Right. Let's say you want to. Okay. So we say it could be aliens. It could be extraterrestrial in origin. Okay. Then then this proves that there are extraterrestrial beings on planet Earth. Right. But let's say for argument's sake. Let's take that off the table. Let's say, okay, it's ridiculous. For whatever reason, there it, this cannot be aliens. Okay, well, then what's left? It's like a math right. problem. Does right. It, so what's is left? it Russia? Is it China? Right. Is there a hidden civilization like Atlantis? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, these are really things to think about. Let's be honest. And and you know, when we were having this conversation earlier, I was thinking about it. I was like, holy shit, that's true. So if it's not alien, so so the the real question is, which is scarier? Right. Which one's scarier? Aliens from another planet <laughs> are visiting the Earth, or right. that another superpower has advanced technology that can kick our ass at any point in time, or that there's a hidden civilization on this planet that is hiding their gifts and like Wakanda. It yeah, could be like Wakandans. Wakanda. Right. <laughs> Like Wakanda, you know, uh, uh, some part of some other country or, or some rich, it could be right. rich elites oh. that, you know, like Elon Musk or somebody, they got together and said, oh, we're going to create this technology and we're not going to tell the government that what we're doing, we're doing these tests. Now, right. uh, if that's it's true. It's one or the other. It's got because right. we're seeing, we're seeing it's, a UAP or UFO, but no one's claiming it. No so one's claiming it. Right. So reasoning no just claiming tells us. It. Is one or the other? Is it the so, aliens? Okay, so so that we can conclude that it's mm. a secret because Absolutely. the government no admitted the, to it. They, they're admitting they're admitting that it's real. Finally, no, no, no. Well, after they're so many years, they're admitting that someone saw it, and they're so, well, they're so admitting that, the, and they're admitting real. that the video footage is real. Correct. They admitted to that, that the sightings are real because they come from. Uh, naval from, naval pilots and they're coming from, from legitimate people from credible people credible that are, that are still working they're not veterans they're not people that are retired they're not wackos scientists that uh you know uh, are, have a are theory yeah they have saw a theory something right i mean this, this is this like is based on facts this these are a uh, real personnel that are working in government right now and they're they coming forward And nobody's and and they're letting them do it, right? And right. they're admitting that it's real. Okay, so, but yet they're they're admitting that it's real, but they're still don't know what it is. They're still right. not Which, admitting that's the, that's that it's ours. Is. They're not admitting right. that it's ours, and they're not or they're not taking they're not credit, like who you say. Right. They're right. not they're taking not, credit, or and, they're not um, saying who it is. Right now, which means either mean, they know or they that, don't know. Exactly. So that, that there you go. They might know what that object is. They're just not saying what it is. They're just saying that, yeah, oh, oh yeah, I we admit that you saw it. That's all they're doing right here. And I'm thinking that after 70 years, they have spent trillions of dollars and have hired thousands of people to look into this phenomenon for the last 70 years. So like don't tell guy, me, Louis don't Alessandro. tell me that they don't know anything. <laughs> Don't tell me that they don't know 
what that could be. They have a theory of that what that could be. They're not even telling us what theories they have. They're just saying, well, we don't really know. Well, if it's a, if it's a, you know, but yeah, even the, the, the clip, I saw a clip of this with other, you know, like Obama talking, you know, getting interviewed on tonight's show and Rubio getting interviewed, even Actually, Rubio, with the late, late show, the, late, the late, late, show. late show, the Rubio even said, you mean Marco Rubio? Yeah. The slide dog, the, the, the slide dog. The one, the one, the one the that loves the NRA, the Floridian flip-flopper NRA lover, that Rubio, okay. right? Not, not he, know which, which... he even said, I mean, we're going to find out when we get that report, you know, there's a stigma on Capitol Hill. I mean, some of my colleagues are very interested in this topic and some kind of, you know, giggle when you, when you bring it up. But I, I don't think we can allow the stigma to keep us from having an answer to a very fundamental question. What do you want us to do about this? I want us to take it seriously and have a process to take it seriously. I want us to have a process to analyze the data every time it comes in, that there be a place where this is cataloged and constantly analyzed until we get some answers. Oh, it's very probably, if we have to find out, we have to really find out. We have to get some answers. We have to find out what that is because if some Someone in one of the countries is infiltrating U.S. airspace, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. At he will. Didn't say, he didn't say fuck, but and they're and and they are. If they got that technology to be able to do that, and we don't, then that's problematic. He even admitted it. And not only that, what are they doing? Are they doing surveillance? And why are we letting them do it? How come we're not shooting down? And another thing is. If, it, if they're infiltrating airspace and naval pilots are looking at it, how come they're not shooting it down? Mm, that's a good question. And how come, and, and because they've done it in the past, maybe they learned something from the past from shooting them down. Why are they doing, why are they just watching now and they're letting it go? And why in the past there's been sightings from other pilots and from other personnel and they are told, oh, don't worry about it, let it go. Don't, yeah. We don't have to worry about that. Really? We don't have to worry about this freaking technology from we don't know where the fuck is coming from infiltrating our airspace. To me as a citizen, I want to know. First of all, I want to know because I need to be, the government is here to make us safe. They have to protect us, right? And we spend, they're, we, they're spending trillions of dollars on military to protect us. And they, they're so proud of the fact that they're protecting us, right? They want us to put our hand on our on our chest and and you know and 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 praise the flag of the United States, right? For and praise all the soldiers and all everything they're doing to protect the United States. But yet, they don't tell us what this fucking thing has inf infiltrates airspace every fucking day. It could be it, it could be a bomb. Every day now is every day now. It's every day. We just don't hear about it. Just because 60 Minutes came up with some damn show doesn't mean that it happened once or it happens every now and then. This shit happens every day in every state. There's sightings. These photographs were taken in 2019 in the same area. The Pentagon confirms these are images of objects it can't identify. Lieutenant Graves told us pilots training off the Atlantic coast see things like that all the time. Every day, every day for at least a couple of years. Um, Wait a minute, every day for a couple of years? Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know what? The, the only thing that I got to admit still baffles me, right? With the, all the technology we have nowadays and with all the technology that one of those fighter jets plane has, how come the video always looks horrendous? It's black and white, crappy bullshit. It's like, come on, don't they have HD cameras on these things nowadays? I know you would think you would think that uh, the I mean, whatever their could type of camera their they, iPhone. Somebody they could have, pop out their iPhone in the cockpit and take better pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I, they should have. You know, if we have telescopes, if we we're, we're actually sending satellites into space with telus multi billion dollar telescopes that can look at other galaxies in color. Right. We can't put a camera, a color camera, or a good camera on a on a jet that can look at something two, three miles away. We can't fucking do that. Hello, this is Samantha, and the coconuts will be right back after this quick break. And we're back with the uncanny coconuts. Really? I think we can't. Well, that's the other thing I was gonna go to. So, you know, you have these Navy pilots, and these Air Force pilots are seeing this phenomenon. Dude, we've seen movies. We know to a certain extent the United States government has controls of hundreds of satellites that are looking at the Earth at right. every point in time. You're telling me that when they get a report, hey, I'm following an unidentified flying object or a UAP, they can't point a satellite and see, hey, let's see what, what the satellite tracks. You know what right. I mean? Like, like when I the, think about it, they, like, why haven't we done this? And if they have, but why they haven't have. they shown us vintage? Right. But this and is the thing, because the it's not common, because they don't, they have, obviously, they have, <laughs> they have access to all, you know, the intelligence government has, I don't know how many satellites that they have access to, right? And, and we're and just talking they, about regular, see, like... Cheap. They also have the spy satellites, which are yeah. They got spy better. satellites. They got all these set. You know how many, how much shit they have have footage of. You know how many um, phenomenons or things that they can't explain footage that they have, but it's just not common knowledge because they don't disclose it. They don't disclose it. The only way they disclose it is if they're forced to disclose it. The air crew filed reports. Then, like the mysterious flying object the Nimitz encounter disappeared. Nothing was said or done officially for five years until Lou Elizondo came across the story and investigated. We spend millions of dollars in training these, these pilots and they are seeing something that they can't explain. Furthermore, that information is being backed up on electro-optical data, like gun camera footage, and by radar data. Now, to me, that's compelling. Inside the Pentagon, his findings were met with skepticism. ATIP's funding was eliminated in 2012, but Elizondo says he and a handful of others kept the mission alive until finally, frustrated, he quit the Pentagon in 2017, but not before getting these three videos declassified. If something happens so they get sued or somebody goes to Congress and, and, and a group of, of, of people go to Congress and they fight, to get some things disclosed, then the Pentagon discloses certain things. And that has happened many, many times. Christopher Mellon served as Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence for Presidents Clinton and George W. Bush and had access to top secret government programs. So it's not us, that's one thing we know. We know that, 
I can say that with a very high degree of confidence, in part because of the positions I held in the department, and I know the process. Mellon says he grew concerned nothing was being done about UAPs, so he decided to do something. In 2017, as a private citizen, he surreptitiously acquired the three Navy videos Elizondo had declassified and leaked them to the New York Times. It's bizarre and unfortunate that someone like myself has to do something like that to get a national security issue like this on the agenda. He joined forces with now civilian Lou Elizondo, and they started to tell their story to anybody who would listen, to newspapers, the History Channel, to members of Congress. We knew and understood that you had to go to the public, get the public interested to get Congress interested, to then circle back to the Defense Department and get them to start taking a look at it. And this is one of the reasons why there is like ex-astronauts, uh, ex-military people, uh, generals that have demanded to see certain things and then they just give them little bits. Oh yeah, okay, well here. And they throw a couple of bones at them. And then the Pentagon <laughs> throws them a couple of disclosures. Here's a disclosure. Here's a disclosure. And then, and then they, and then they're going. They're, you know, these people are dissecting through all this information. And then this is what the documentation that, what a lot of people call wackadoos, these UFO uh, researchers, right? Right. This is the documentation that they look at. They're not going and coming up with their own scenarios and their own freaking stories. They're actually basing some of their uh, data on the disclosures from the Pentagon, from the federal government, from from different parts of the government. And that's and then since they're only getting bits and pieces of things, it becomes this whole conspiracy thing because it looks like a cover up because they're not disclosing everything. Right. And the government. OK, but they they're use, also compartmentalizing that information. They're probably only giving them access to, you know, oh, yeah, no. plane took off and it saw. Yeah, well, I'm sure they compartmentalize everything in, in the military. They, they do. The, the, the military like only is the a, top, you know, right. generals there's, and they know everything, but everybody underneath them. There's a lot of levels of clearance. There are some people that not even the president has clearance nowadays because presidents used to have. We were talking about this. Right. A little well, because they but had uh, even, Obama, like you said, was on that late, late show. Yeah. Obama and, and, and that was one of the, the first things he said he asked for. The last we have few, aliens. Go, the last the gov uh, all presidents after Truman stop they stopped giving them total clearance uh, on information. Yeah, because because they don't trust them. They don't really trust the president. Really, the president is is just a political figure and he's a puppet. He really is. He's just he he's not supposed to know everything. Just like a lot of people in government and a lot of people in the military are not supposed to know everything. There's only certain levels and certain people that have total clearance. And those people, nobody know about those people. Not even not even the FBI, CIA, Pentagon knows about the secret people with the top clearance. I agree that not everything should be disclosed. Not everybody should know everything. And you can't. You can't have that. Right. And then uh, compartmentalizing of the information, of course. Yeah, I mean you have to That's have a staple have, of the government. You have to you have to have it. But just because someone with lower level finds out something from a higher level clearance person doesn't make it untrue just because that person doesn't have high level. Now, that happens. Some things get disclosed 
from high level people to lower level people and those people end up talking and some and, and but you know you don't have but the proof is not there because so most of the time the proof is just hearsay or experiences uh even when the pentagon discloses shit uh there's still shit that's more high level than that that right. is not being disclosed so the real question should be who actually has access to all that Right. I wonder who, if the president or the highest level of people in, 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 in the government do not have clearance to, who has? Who really has the clearance? Who knows what's in Area 51? What, who knows why are there 50 levels on the ground of Area 51? And who has the clearance to go there? That's the I mean, question. that's... I want to know. Not even the president. You know that the president, they take him to Area 51 and they take him to like five levels down. And then they tell him, oh, here's uh, here's our laboratories and we're doing tests on mice over there. And we do we have some technologies over there. And the the president thinks that, oh, he's been shown. He's been shown he knows five levels now. down Area 51 <laughs> that he's five been shown. Five out of 50. <laughs> five out of 50, dude. You haven't even seen 45 levels of fucking security, dude. You don't know well, shit. Wait a minute. How do you know this? I know this. <laughs> <laughs> if the president doesn't know, how do you know there's 50 levels? That's what I want to know. I cannot disclose. I cannot disclose how I know this information. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Because uh, people might I, be listening. You can tell and, me, but then uh, you have to kill me. I got it. I would, yeah. I would, have, to, I would have to either kill you or, I would, or I'll be assassinated. So... <laughs> This is the problem with, with saying too much, right? right? So, let, so let's change the topic before we get shot. You want to... You wanna... <laughs> Imagine a technology that can do six to 700 G-forces, that can fly at 13,000 miles an hour, that uh, it can evade radar, and that can fly through air and water and possibly space. And oh, by the way, has no obvious signs of propulsion, no wings, no control surfaces, and yet still can defy the natural effects of Earth's gravity. That's precisely what we're seeing. So what do you say to the skeptics? In some cases, there are, are simple explanations for what people are witnessing, but there are some that, that are not. We're not just simply jumping to a conclusion that's saying, oh, that's a UAP out there. We're going through our due diligence. Is it some sort of new type of cruise missile technology that China has developed? Is it some sort of high altitude balloon that's conducting reconnaissance? Ultimately, when you have exhausted all those what ifs and you're still left with, with the fact that this is in our airspace and it's real, that's when it becomes compelling and that's when it becomes problematic. This is what we were talking about before, that even after you debunk and come up with the other scenarios of what this could be. Then they have, then he just admitted it. Then you have all this other footage, or even if it's 1% of, of data and footage or that they cannot, cannot be explained, right? It becomes problematic because the, 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 what he was talking about, that level of technology they can't even it can it can't even be conceived that another country can come up with it without us right. knowing about it and, and just to cover some of it they say that it's pulling 6700 g's now you know what a g is right one g is what we feel at at 
right now on our bodies. Right. Have you ever been on a roller coaster? And right. You feel your body weight double. Right. That's two G's, right? Yeah. He's saying 6,700 G's. This object is pulling. Right. That's what that guy, uh, Alessandro, uh, has stated in 60 minutes in that 60 minutes uh, interview. 6,700 G's. That's unfathomable. Nobody, mm -hmm. we, we can't conceive a human being will die. Uh, I mean, a human being right now, I think the most we can do on a fighter jet, which is, you know, trained professionals that fly fighter jets for a living can do nine to 10 G's. Nine to right. 10. He's saying that these UFOs have been clocked doing thousands of miles. They have no control surfaces on, on, on the outside, like ailerons or flaps. And there's no proportion, and, there, and there's no, no evidence of proportion. Right, no, no. Uh, so heat. how is it going so fast if there's no evidence they of proportion? Can't explain it. That's the that's the point. Okay, so so to me, I mean, I'm not uh, an expert in aerodynamics, but to me, it seems like there's two ex explanations for that. One would be it's a drone. There's no there's right. no well, nobody that's inside. That's what we talked about. It could be a right. robot. Right. Some it, kind it has of to it machinery. has to be either a machine drone right. flown remotely or or the other possibility which it is a possibility because you know the astrophysics can sh show that there is possibility to fly through space in at any speed and feel no effect but if if you can if you can somehow uh, warp that your, create a warp your, bubble Right. Which, been, which is a scientific theory right now. Is they, it, they believe we don't have the power to do it. We don't have enough energy. Right, right. But they in don't, theory, they, they, don't, they predict right. they can. Right now, based on the knowledge of technology that we have, we can't be able to produce that, right, in flight but or, or a vehicle that can do that, right? But in theory, it's possible. Correct. Right. It is. For, so, for those, and for those of you, uh, for those of us, of you listeners that don't know that, you can Google that. You can YouTube it. It was scientifically proven that men may be able to warp space around a vessel, and we can produce uh, basically the equivalent of a Star Trek warp field to go faster, technically. Right. Than light. However, we don't have the means or the power needed they said that it would take the power of of a sun well the power they, uh, uh, right a ship like that unless you have the knowledge to do it a different way hello this is samantha and the coconuts will be right back after this quick break And we're back with the uncanny coconuts. We're limited to the elements of the earth, right? Correct. And we're limited to how much energy we can retreat from the sun and and the atmosphere, right? We're limited to that. But uh, other planets, other if there's another civilization out there, they might have different elements. Right. And if that their... civilization were able to come to Earth. That means they if they mastered if, to if a certain extent. Imagine, imagine humans. Ability. Imagine humans. Our technology now. Imagine just being two, three hundred years ahead from now, in in, in the future. Imagine into us, the future. Into the term. future. 
into the future. I love that word. And imagine a thousand. What if we just look, if we're a thousand years from now, how our technology would advance? Just think about what advancement would we make as a civilization a thousand years from now? And then, and then think if, could we a thousand years from now maybe go to easily go to Mars, have the interstellar travel to be able to go a little bit further into our solar system or our galaxy? Do, are we be able to maybe uh, have the propulsion system then to be able to go to the nearest star? Maybe. Uh, maybe maybe I mean, we could. Let's, let's, a thousand years? Right. It's, well, let's, I always think of it this way. So 30 years ago, no one ever thought we'd have a computer in our pocket that can show us videos, that we can do video calls, that nope. can triangulate where we are in a city, nope. that nope. we can talk to and ask it to do things for us. About 30 years ago, that only Star Trek has stuff like that. A fictional show. And now everyone's got one in their pocket. That's imagine, right. And that was only that was now. only that was only 30 years ago. Imagine what the phone is going to look like 100 years from now. Or uh, 200 years from now. Are we even going to need phones? Uh is it going to be some is it going to be a a um you know are we going to have like uh probably holog an holographic Yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be implantable and we could probably telecommunicate uh, via thoughts 100 right. years from now. So Who knows? A thousand, a thousand years from now, we're definitely going to be able to have, we're going to be part cyborg because technology, we're already starting to, to get uh, technology into our bodies. So a thousand years from now, we won't need a phone. We can be able to communicate with people just by thinking about it. We'd be able to get not, you know, you know, get, go on the internet or get information instantly just by thinking about it i mean there's so many possibilities right. it's a possibility but, why not and we can take pictures just by blinking because <laughs> you know i mean who knows what's possible but that's possible because Absolutely. we already we already have that kind of technology you know so uh, multiply it exponentially multiply the technology every hundred years and now that you know that right that's only a thousand years in, in a life cycle of, of uh, intelligent civilization. So imagine another world, another planet somewhere that have intelligent beings and they are a thousand years ahead of us because right. mankind, they, they may have on traveled this, here. we're really, we're really only what we're really only, but what are we talking not, about civilization or man? Well, our technology, our modern technology is not really that not even a hundred years old, man. not even old. But let's say that modern man in the in the past, let's say thousand years, we have a grown. We have grown, right? We have grown our technology when it comes to farming, when it comes to everything, right? Let's say, uh, well, we went through Middle Ages, so let's quit that. So let's say five hundred years. So in, in the last 500 years, we have exponentially advanced ourselves in so, so much. Imagine if there's another race somewhere that's been in the planet 
in their planet for a lot longer. Their, their technology, what if they've been doing technology for a thousand years, two thousand years? That's like 1,500 more years than us. Imagine right. how more advanced they are. They have interstellar travel. They, are, they, they already figured out proportion. They already figured out anti-gravity. They probably figured out the warp field. Now, is that so hard to believe that they could send drones to another planet in the nearest star and those drones are flying around and sometimes they get seen by that population? Right. right? Well, hey, speaking about drones, look at we have a we have a drone right now on Mars. We have the right. the Ingenuity drone. We have but the Mars rover. China just just added a rover right, right. now to Mars. Is it that? But that's what I'm telling you. Is it that hard to believe that a more advanced civilization can send a us. drone to another planet when we would do that? The government has ignored it, at least publicly, since closing its Project Blue Book investigation in 1969. But that began to change after an incident off Southern California in 2004, which was documented by radar, by camera, and four naval aviators. We spoke to two of them, David Fravor, a graduate of the Top Gun Naval Flight School and commander of the F-18 squadron on the USS Nimitz, and flying at his wing, Lieutenant Alex Dietrich, who has never spoken publicly about the encounter. I never wanted to be on national TV, <laughs> no offense. So why are you doing this? Because I was in a government aircraft, because I was on the clock, and so I feel a responsibility to, to share what I can, and it is unclassified. He asked her, you know, like, oh, why are you doing this? Which, oh, because I'm on the clock. Well, every military personnel has always been on the clock when they yeah, see when they're something. active of course they, they, uh, they well when they're active also um, they're subject to command yes if, if the general of anyone above them says no you're not doing it well they can't do it right it's not really it's not really a good all the reasons she said were not that great reasons to come out but when she said oh it's, it's unclassified so i can talk about it oh mm. just now. now that's the real reason well, she can talk about it because it's unclassified and she, it's okay for her to talk about it now because she's not going to get in trouble or, you know, there's no threat of her, of her, of her rank. Right, right? Losing or her rank or, or losing her position, the brass, as right. they say. So, but, but they don't really keep on, keep on showing anything in there. Do they say why is unclassified? They, throughout the whole show, they never even mention why is it unclassified? They just right. said, oh, they just decided to unclassify it. But why? Right. Well, unfortunately, let's be honest. The, the, who does the unclassification is probably kept classified. <laughs> you do realize that, right? <laughs> well, whoever can unclassify it, they probably, nobody knows who that person is. But these guys are getting interviewed. Uh, the guy's getting interviewed. He doesn't even ask that. I mean, the guy is a 60 Minutes reporter. Why doesn't he even ask? Okay, that's great that you came forward, but why is it unclassified? Do you know? Or they probably don't even have the clearance level to to know why it's unclassified. But he doesn't even ask that question, which is it's an important question to me. Good point. Good point. But from what I hear you guys saying, there's something. 
Yes. So there's, there's definitely something that, I don't know who's building it, who's got the technology, who's got the brains, but there's, there's something out there that was better than our airplane. The air crew filed reports. Then, like the mysterious flying object, the Nimitz encounter disappeared. Nothing was said or done officially for five years until Lou Elizondo came across the story and investigated. Oh, so, 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 first of all, I thought that they were still, see, this happens years, first of all, this happened years ago. They're not even in the military anymore. Right. Uh, oh, the they guy, can be. They're in the military, the government will say, no, you're not talking about it. Yeah, well, there you go. It just, first of all, it just proves that no one in the military can acknowledge anything while it happened. When there's, when you know, while they're working there, or right. when the, when the sightings are done, when the event happened, uh, you know, is years later, and only be, and only because they were their hand was forced, or whatever that they needed to unclassified, because of uh, pressure, then they unclassified it, and then once it's unclassified and put in the media and in the mainstream media, then the guys can come out. It's safe for them to say something. Right. And but, that's, the, that's the only way they, that they're allowed to but, write. But this is another thing that I don't get. Why are, is it unsafe? How is it unsafe for them to say something before? Why do they feel like their careers or life are threatened? Well, they probably Why? will threaten their pension. They probably will threaten their military benefits. But 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 this is my point is if it's not if it's not us, if this is another country or somebody else, or if the government doesn't even know what this is, if it's no threat, then why are there? Why is this so important to cover it up? Why is it so important to threaten your own military personnel? into silence when it's nothing oh it's oh it's it, you know it's phenomena it's, 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 it's like rain or it's thunder a, yeah it's a phenomenon object that we don't even know eh, don't worry about. yeah really it's not that important and why are you fucking covering it up and why you have to go through extremes to cover it up and then be forced to on on you know unclassify something and and it, to me, this is why this is why conspiracy theories take hold and become so powerful, you know. And sometimes you can't deny them. You can't even you you have to believe, even if one percent is true, that's fucked up. You know All what right. I'm saying? I know what so. you're saying. So on that, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up for for all our listeners out there. We're we're on Amazon Music and Amazon Audible. So you can actually ask your Alexa smart speaker to play the Uncanny Coconuts for you. Thank you for listening to the Uncanny Coconuts podcast. Check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Anything else you want to add, Coco Loco? That's it. Ciao. See you in the next one. Uncanny Coconuts! Thanks for listening to another Uncanny Coconuts podcast. You can send us comments and feedback to uncannycoconuts at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow our podcast. Until next time, ciao.